Alpha Bliss, author of Lesbian Fiction. And I'm her missus. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we try to talk about our journey in writing and publishing. But we usually get sidetracked by television or our cat. Meow. Welcome to Harper Bliss and her missus. Hello everyone, this is episode 127 of Harper Bliss and her missus. We're recording this on Thursday, 27th of January, 2022. And this day is... Launch day! Yay! Party! Party! Party in the house, or maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) But still, today and then she kissed me is out everywhere. Yes, it is. It is a day of great joy for all of us. Yes, that it is. You I've been I've been punching Jeff Bezos in the face. Yes, you, you may hear a bit hear a bit of sarcasm in that. <laughs> what is happening? But first, I think we should first we should say that I'm a drama queen. Okay. And I'm I'm aware of my privilege. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna rant. I know it's a first world world problem. Mm-hmm. I know this. Okay. So just so people know, what the fuck is she going on about again now? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So what's going on? I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay, I will talk about it then. I, do, I would say, I would summarize it that Amazon fucked us. Well, so, in yeah. In the ass. <laughs> uh, without consent. and consent. <laughs> no, the, so, the, you know, the book was live a couple of days ago because we uploaded a few days early and usually, you know, some people find out about it and buy it and so we get a sales rank and the book shows up in the lesbian romance chart you know after a day or two of it being on Amazon and then you know when you send out your newsletter or the various promotional actions kind of boosts sales and gets the Amazon algorithm going for visibility on on the website but this time we had an issue that apparently many other authors have had in recent months that when they launch a book the first of all it takes forever for it to get a sales rank even though it's getting sales and then the sales rank is abysmally low or high i mean it's a very high number but it's very low in the in the charts or in the ranks and it doesn't show up in the charts so you don't get the visibility of being in the in the top 100 charts well, the problem is that um a lot of what happens on the Amazon store is influenced by the al- Amazon algorithm. And um, it seems like the algorithm is not doing what it's supposed to do because of the low sales rank. I mean, I, I, ha- I always have my launch plan day per day. I know what to do to spike my rank so that the algorithm loves me. Mm-hmm. But this time, the, the algorithm cannot respond because my rank is stuck Mm -hmm. and uh, well yeah so basically what you said yes so um but on amazon visibility is like a really big thing much more than on any other it's it's like a you know visibility um brings sales and sales bring visibility yeah especially at the beginning but now you had the sales but amazon wasn't 
giving back the visibility, which it usually does, because usually by now you would have been in the top 10 of the lesbian romance already, even before sending out your newsletter. Yes. And and at the moment, the book is still hanging on at one, I don't know, but super high. It's not, not in the top 100. It's not even in the top 100. So, so many people don't even know it's out. So, yeah, so that's been a bit stressful today yes. and yesterday. This morning I was... Um, a monster. A monster. But yes, it's true, I was... But now, I mean, I can put it in perspective. I did something to yes. offer you a bit of a chuckle. You said, you should go punch your punching bag. And I did. I listened to you and you stuck in a picture of Jeff Bezos on it. And I punched him good. I do not promote violence at all. But this is uh, very controlled at home. Yes. You know, it's a sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But, uh, oh my God, it felt so good. I felt better after and I've gone back numerous times mm-hmm. to uh, punch Jeff Bezos in the face. And what doesn't help this whole stressful situation is bloody PMS <laughs> at the same time. Fucking PMS. No, it doesn't help. No. Because at the best of times, I'm, I can be quite uptight around t- PMS time, but this... This has, uh, it has impacted and compounded and... Yes, exponentially. It's, oh, it's been a, it's been a rough week, mm-hmm. but, you know, again, I'm aware of my privilege. Yes. <laughs> so, it, it will be all right in the end. I know, it's just, it's I know just it will be all different right. than usual. It's just that launch, you know, it's stressful, but it is, the stress is mitigated by the fact that you're selling books because... Writing and selling books is what we do. And then you do the writing, you do the hard work, and then you can sell your book. And that's supposed to be, yeah, maybe even the fun part. Well, maybe not the launch stress, but, you know, that you get the sales. Mm -hmm. But then this isn't happening. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it's different. Anyway, this is a perfect example of something not going according to plan, which happens all the time in life, obviously. Yes. And then you have to deal with it. But it's okay to be angry for a bit. But then you have to get over it. You just give your punching ball a few good whacks. And then you can get over it a bit more quickly. What I've also done is I've asked uh, people to help me spread the word. So if Amazon is not going to help me... uh, with my visibility, I'm just going to have to ask my readers to help me. Yes. So um, I'm sure they will be happy to do that. To, so if you're listening to this and you enjoyed my new book, well, first of all, thank you for buying it because it must not have been easy to find it <laughs> well, unless you're on my newsletter or my socials. Yes. You know. <laughs> I mean, Amazon is not everything, but... It's I was, a big part. I huh? was emailing with, uh, with uh, someone, with Astrid from Ilva. They've had... The exact same issue with their latest launches and uh, she said to me isn't it scary how much we depend on Amazon and it's true because I try to push for direct sales well not push but nudge because I don't want to push people but I try to promote direct sales a lot because I think we are not far off from Amazon fucking all of us in the ass royally and um, all of us I mean in the authors it's it's coming because they've started with audible with this whole audible gate stuff that's how it starts and um, i cannot predict what it is they're going to do but i think something's gonna happen but i don't want to be a prophet of doom but on the other hand we need them because without amazon we cannot survive it's impossible i mean we could survive but we would have to um move somewhere um where is life cheap? 
<laughs> I don't know. Thailand. We, 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 if we cannot convince enough people to stop buying at Amazon and buying in other places, then no, we cannot survive without sales on Amazon. I think currently it would not be possible. No. Because people are so used to buying from Amazon. Yes. And why would they not? It's easy as a reader. It's, it's the so, easiest thing. Amazon, they're not stupid. Eh? They mm. know what they're doing. Yeah. But they are... Not always, well, I mean, it's not like, yeah, I think I've had enough yeah, of this Yeah, enough ranting. I think I've bored myself of it okay. right now, so imagine what the listener must think of this. Do you have anything Sorry, else you need to, to rant about? Yes. <laughs> if you don't like my new book, you don't have to email to tell me. Just do something else instead, like, I don't know. Uh, Write us in your diary. Yeah, go for a walk or... I don't know. There's so many other things to do than to email an author whose book you've just read. Also, you could not have hated it that much because it's only just... I got an email just now. <laughs> the book has just come out. This person has clearly already read it. Yes. So they must not have hated it that much because, you know, they read it very quickly. Mm-hmm. But still, they felt they needed to tell me that it was a, it was very disappointing to them, okay. which is fine. I mean, people are always going to be not like certain things about my books, but you don't have to go out of your way to tell me. No. That's all. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. Rant over. <laughs> Maybe we should not do podcasts when I'm PMSing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I will say that all the ranting aside, And Then She Kissed Me is a super feel-good book. Yes. Like the key word is feel good. And no, it's not like, I mean, I cannot, um, the rant is not over yet. <laughs> People say, oh, it's not like a breathless place and and that woman next door was such deep books and oh, well, we want more of that. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's great if you want that. And I love writing those books as well, but they don't sell nearly half as well as a as a sunny celebrity romance. But know? also they don't, I mean, those books take more to write. You can't write a book like that every time. Oh, no, you have to write not. something li- lighter and, you know, fluffier in between. Otherwise, I mean, you would exhaust yourself completely probably if you wrote these, you know, heavy, deep books every time. I don't time. have that much darkness in me. <laughs> <laughs> for this book, for the fluffiness in this book, I was inspired by my fluffy pet. Ah, yeah. Because she is so fluffy. Oh, that she is. And said, oh, I'm just bullshitting now. But, okay. But this book, it's a I guarantee book. it will make you feel good. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't have super deep life questions and no, stuff like no. that. It's a, it's a, it's a feel good romance, you know. Yes. That's what, and it's what, how it's described, and it's how you know it's marketed. So it's what most people. Want it's what a lot of people want, especially people who are in the depth of winter at the moment, like us. Like oh us. Oh my god! Today, this weather. I know it's terrible. Anyway, so if you want a very feel-good read with a lot of sunshine and seaside and, and surfing steamy scenes. and steamy scenes, then this is the book for you. Yes, give it a try. Yes. So we'd like to give a shout out to everybody who's uh, helping to spread the word. Even some fellow authors have offered to include it in their newsletter. Yes. So thank you you very much, much, everybody. Thank you. Who has done that. Thank you so much. Yes. 
Um, I was going to say something. Man, Were you? Was it a rant or was no, it something positive? It was something positive, oh. if you can believe it. No, I can't. Not today. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe it. Oh, no, no, no. What I was going to say is that I need, well, one of the characters in And Then She Kissed Me, Dev, and she's a life coach. I think I need her right now to oh, give yeah. me some life coaching. Maybe. Because she would tell me that the brain, because of how we have evolved as a species, the brain will always um, zone in on the negative. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you get like 10 reviews and nine are great and one is bad, the brain is going to be stuck on the negative one. Mm -hmm. This is also what is happening to me. Mm -hmm. I'm just being human. Yes. But I need some, I need some Devon. Devon is a great character though. Mm -hmm. Sadie is as well. They both are. And together. I do have an issue though. What? Be about revealing my fantasy casting. Ah, okay. Because for Sadie, I will be able to reveal. Mm -hmm. Devon, I won't be able to reveal because she is... I definitely based her on someone, but this person is not famous. <laughs> and I think if that is the case, you cannot reveal. No, I think that's a bit delicate. So, mm -hmm. it will have to be our, our private knowledge forever. Okay. But the Sadie fantasy casting is great, though. Okay. I will reveal that. Okay. There you go. Great. Very yummy. Okay. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, these are the problems I have in my life. Yes. So I really have no reason to complain. No. But I'm like our cat. Like, she has the best life ever, yet she is cranky 50% of the time. Yep. Why? <laughs> I don't <laughs> <She's> know. <a laughs> well, today she has taken in residence on what we usually use as a mic stand. Yes. So the mic is precariously balanced on the couch armrest. Maybe later, if she's purring, we can do some ASMR. I'll hold the mic against <laughs> is she her. Purring? I don't know if she is now. No. She might in a bit, but maybe later. Anyway, entertainment. Oh, yeah, I I realized I forgot to put a show on. Oh. The Dutch, the Flemish show about the dogs, which we love so much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they they have the same thing on the BBC. Have. I think I've seen it. They must or, have or, it all around. Or maybe the it's world. not on the BBC. Maybe it's on another UK channel, and I've seen clips on Facebook or stuff. It's where people who want to adopt a shelter dog um, get get, ma get matched with a dog for them, and then they get introduced in this kind of enclosed enclosure. They get to meet each other. They meet and the see dog. If they click. Yes, and then they have, they get to take the dog for a walk. Oh my and god. Then they have that to go back home to, to think about it and then either they're adopted or not. But yes. It's, it's the happiest show ever. Yes. And because, you know, we want to adopt a dog soon. Mm -hmm. Well this year, I hope. Yes. We, yeah, we've you you dreamt that we signed up <laughs> and we were on television yes. trying to adopt a dog. I think it's a sign. But I think neither one of us is suited for television. No, no, we won't go on the show. But, I mean, adopting a dog couldn't happen without going on the show. <laughs> there are yes, enough but, shelters. But when you look on the website of the shelters, you never see these cute dogs that they have on the show. Yeah, but I think maybe, you know, the, the cutest dogs get adopted immediately. So, you know, they, they don't they have time to be put them. on the... They must save them for the TV show then. Because if they get adopted immediately, how come they're on television? Yeah, I don't know. Your, I don't know. Your logic is flawed. No, no, but what I mean is that the websites are probably not 
up to date with all the recent mm. arrivals and that you know they first they see if the dog gets adopted quickly and if it doesn't then they'll put it on their website but um, otherwise they you know they, they, they maybe they get adopted without having to be advertised you know yes we'll have to go have a look at a shelter yes we'll see yes anyway Anyway, so um, yeah, well, so this was a Flemish show called Virvoetus. Yes. For everybody, anybody who's in Belgium, <laughs> you can check that out. Um, we binged in one night a show. Well, yes, but it was only six episodes and there were only 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but still. A, it was very good, starstruck. It was after seeing uh, Rose Matafeo, who is the creator of this show, um, on the Graham Norton show. And I, I know I'd seen it mentioned many times that it was so good, but it was not available for us to watch because it was on BBC Three and we only have BBC One and BBC Two here. But then we saw it was on HBO Max, so we were able to watch it. And it was great, wasn't it? Extremely enjoyable. Very funny. Like, actually funny. Yes. Which is very rare for television shows. Yes. But, I mean, it can only be funny if the main character is from New Zealand because their accent is funny, you know, just <laughs> just to listen to. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, Imminent. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was really, really good. And unfortunately, In only six episodes. the first episode, oh, what, when they meet, because it's like a rom-com. And he actually makes fun of her accent. He says it words. Oh, I yeah, I can't remember. The bar. Yeah, I don't remember what he says. I know he makes a joke, but <laughs> but I, it's a it's a celebrity romance. It is, yeah, because it's about you know this woman who's you know she has a couple of jobs. She she shares a flat in London. You know she's not glamorous at all. But then on New Year's Eve, she's in a club and she she meets a guy. And she has a one night stand. And she doesn't recognize him, but turns out he's this big movie star. It's Notting Hill in reverse. Yes. And um, it was really funny. Yeah. She's she's great, uh, Rose Matafeo. Yes, she is. I think there's a second season coming, yeah. right? They said, yeah. So Hopefully it will be on HBO Max. Yes, hopefully. So in another genre on the BBC, we've been watching The Responder. Yeah. Which is uh, really good, even though the main character is played by Martin Freeman, who we really dislike. I was very much preparing to hate it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Because there is, it's so good. It's the dialogue. It's like, it's set in Liverpool, and I don't know, I really thought what's-his-name was going to annoy the hell out of me, but he doesn't. Martin Freeman. Yeah, he doesn't, and the show is just so good. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. What makes it so good? There is like, there, I have no remarks. Uh, the character is, you know, it's a complex character because he wants to do good and he wants to be a good cop, but you know, he's he's not. He has uh, issues and he's do, he's doing stuff that is not good for a police officer, and he, you know. But it's all the interaction. Yeah, and also there's this there's these scenes where he's talking to a shrink, and you know, it's he's not like this strong guy cop. He is sometimes, but he's also very vulnerable at other times. Well, and it's grim and it's not. Because it has it's funny... It's a lot like The Wire, actually. Yeah. It reminds me of The Wire because well, The Wire took me a little, a little longer to get into, but yeah, the way they speak to each other, like this, this Liverpudlian accent yeah. is, a, I'm off me cake. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to so, get you, lad. It's, I can't. It's very, do, no. I can't. We know. I'm, I'm. The only thing that annoys me is the bad guy's haircut. I mean, come on. Who has hair like that? Bad guys. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think many 
straight men have hair like that. It seems even for for a straight man over the top in shagginess. <laughs> anyway, that that's just a detail. No, but the show itself is really good, and we've seen two episodes so far. Yeah. How much? How many are there? Six. Five. Or five. Okay, so three more to go. But okay. also we have the the finale of the tourist to look forward to. Oh yes. It's very it's very enjoyable as well. Quite trippy the at times. They're really killing it. Yeah, they're doing because really rules good. of the game was really good as well. Yes. They're they're on it. Uh, In their this drama, year. yeah, they've they're doing really really good. So yeah. And. In another genre, we watched the first episode of The Gilded Age yesterday. You fell asleep. Yes, it's perfect for falling asleep. We didn't even discuss what we thought about it because we went straight to bed afterwards. Uh, Did you enjoy what you saw? Well, I mean, it was... uh, Because in The Guardian, they they only gave it one star. Like this woman, she really hated it. So again, I was prepared to hate it. But I mean, it really wasn't as bad as she made it (laughs) out. To me, it was quite entertaining. Although I really dislike Cynthia Nixon, I just I don't like her in anything. But that's personal. I do like Christine Baranski, and uh, you know all of that faffing about you know from back in the day. I'm not a fan of either. But this is what you get. It's Downton Abbey in America. Yes. Well, yeah. That that's what it is. From the same guy who created Downton Abbey. But it's Downton quite Abbey. soapy and, it, and it, it moves quite quick. Yeah. I do find it fun. I mean, what it, at the beginning bugged me, but then after you get used to it. It's very theatrical in the acting, like a, like if it were a play. But I'm guessing that's because of the, you know, the era that it's set in. And the first episode, there's a lot of, you know, information they have to give you give you in all the scenes. A lot of exposition. A lot of exposition. It's the... It's, Quite the opposite uh, of the responder, which is like, yes, there's no exposition. You're a boom, you're in it. Yeah. But the guy, um, the Russell, the new money guy, is that Dante from Homeland? Yes, that Did is. Did you look it up? Well, yes, because I thought, where do I know this guy from? And then I look, yeah, he's Dante in Homeland. Ah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a, a lot of familiar faces in this show, but yeah. uh, I thought it was, yeah, it's yeah, it's a soap set in the, you know late 19th century. Um, it's Downton Abbey in New York. Old money versus new money. So, yeah. Mm. It's quite entertaining. I will I will keep watching for now. I missed the now. last half hour because oh, yeah. I was really tired yes. from getting worked up about shit. It's so tiring. <laughs> yeah. I do sleep well at night, though, just because I get so worked up during the day. <laughs> so, and what's in your book club today? Well, my book of the week is And Then She Kissed Me by Harper Bliss. Who's that? I've never heard of this. Some little random author that I found on Amazon. (laughs) Well, no, because, I mean, the book I will be talking about next time as a new read. I mean, I'm only at 22 or 23% of it. I think it's going to take me at least seven more weeks before I can talk about it because it's it's so bloody long. You need to take a weekend and do some reading. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so instead of that, I will uh, mention, because I did read and then, and then She Kissed Me. Well, I certainly hope you did. Yes. And, you uh, second drafted it, yes. actually. It's a, it's a feel-good romance. <laughs> about you have to, your challenge is to say something else about it than that it's a feel-good romance. It's heartwarming. Okay. It's a story about uh, reconnecting, you know, of, of friends... Who, whose friendship, you know, got broken because of something, 
and then reconnecting later. So it's a, a story of of second chance, or you know, of a it's more missed renewed chance, chance. missed chance than second chance. Yes. And um, with two very engaging characters and some very fun side characters as well. And it's also a story about family, yes. you know, siblings and uh, and you know, family relationships. Yes. And it's set by the beach, which is always nice. And there's a lot of time spent on the water surfing. Yeah. So it has a lot of elements that would that would bring you some joy and warmth if you are stuck in winter somewhere. But also if you are in the southern hemisphere and it's summer, it would feel quite fun it's to a read. Beach read. It's a beach read. Take it to the beach. So or you have to say it with a New Zealand or Australian accent. I don't the, want to offend anybody. For the listeners in the antipodes. I don't want to offend anybody, so I'm not going to try. Anyway, so that, that that was my read of the week. Five stars from me. Five stars. I would give it ten if there were ten stars oh, on the scale. Oh, thank you. Voila. Okay. Anything else you want to add? Not really. Or shall we wrap it up? Because I still need to edit and publish this. We're a bit right late. Right now. <laughs> it's already afternoon. Yes. Okay. So um, we will be back next week, hopefully with less ranting. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, we hope you enjoy And Then She Kissed Me. I mean, if you're going to read it, I hope you enjoy it. I I most certainly hope you enjoy it too. Okay. I wrote it for your enjoyment. Yes. So, if you buy it, thank you. And um, tits up. Bye. Tits up. Thank you for listening to Harper Bliss and Her Misses. You can find all the episodes and show notes at harperblissandhermisses.com. We also have a favor to ask. If you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, that would help other people find us. Thank, Thank you. you.